Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jared, as always, thanks for joining us here on 97.1 The Ticket. And you guys played last Thursday, had a bit of a long weekend. How uh, how was the, the time off to just refresh, re-energize? Uh, how much of a difference can that make? Yeah, a ton of difference. I think the, that's always the, the you know positive and negative of those short weeks is it's hard to turn your body around that quickly for the Thursday game. But, you know, you get the, the help on the back end, you get a little extra rest. So, yeah, you know, still getting your body right over that weekend and uh, making sure you're good to go. I heard you say to the guys yesterday that you did not spend time at the cider mill, but you were watching some of the other football games. But what what else did you do when you weren't you, know, you weren't practicing? You weren't getting ready for football. What do you do in that situation? Dude, it's all rest. To be honest, I didn't I didn't do anything. I, I stayed at home. I rested, um, catch up on on sleep. Uh, you know, recover, <laughs> get some of the aches and pains out as best you can, and try to get yourself right for uh, Monday when we came back. Are you an ice bath kind of guy? Oh yeah, I I couldn't. <laughs> what's the what's what's the duration of time you spend in that? Yeah, uh, I do, I try to do it almost every day, if not every other day. Um, but yeah, you could. You just it's 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 more mental than anything. You know, you just gotta psych yourself into it. Yeah, not my strength. I'm not a mentally strong guy. <laughs> well, at least you're proud enough to not proud enough to admit it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was listening to the post-game locker room stuff that gets put on social media, and the head coach was really emphasizing that it's right back to work and making sure that there were no victory laps after the first four games done by you guys. When you hit the practice field yesterday, did you absolutely, as a leader and a veteran, sense that the sense of urgency is still there, that the hunger is still there, or is oh, that yeah. something that you guys have to guard against? Yeah, no, and I think he's he's been intentional about that. I think ever since that Seattle game of, uh, you know, we, we beat Kansas City and everyone tells us how great we are and we lose the next game at home and it's like, all right, now how bad we are and, you know, everyone, it, it, <laughs> our team rides, you know, our team gets put on that roller coaster train by the media maybe more than anyone else of how great we are and uh, how bad we are after wins and losses. So I think, yeah, he's, he's done a great job of, um, after wins specifically of you know making sure that that first practice is at high intensity and um, it's my job to do to do my part as well. That's really interesting. We always trying to determine what's different about the Detroit market and sports fans than any other market. So you find that it's more so here the roller coaster than it was in LA. Oh yeah, oh yeah, but but it's but it's mostly because of the passion. It's just the. Right. You know, it's 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 how much you know our fans care and how much uh, true energy and time and, and passion they 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 put into it. Um, it's not a bad thing. It's just it's just a thing to you know be aware of. It's it's a great thing, honestly. When you're winning, it's a great thing. We love it. it builds momentum, but you know it's something to be aware of where um, we can't get over our skis when we're three and one through four games with you know fourteen, thirteen games left. You know, getting back to the Packers game, it looked like some of those calls started to maybe stockpile against the Lions, kind of culminating at the end of the uh, the last play of the third quarter where they got the snap off and it was clearly all zeros on the clock. As a leader of this team, do you notice things like that? And, and how do you keep everybody calm when 
controversy hits or adversity hits? I mean, even in, in the face of, of the interception you threw, or, you know, take us through that and what the conversation is like on the sideline. Yeah, there is no conversation, to be honest. We, you know, bad things are going to happen. You try to limit them, but it's going to happen. I didn't even notice the zero clock thing, so that wasn't even a factor for any of us, I don't think. Um, but, yeah, I, I throw an interception on the third play of the game, and it's never ideal. It's never anything you prepare for or want to do. And, um, you know, something I'm definitely conscious of not doing. And, uh, yeah, you come to the sideline, you recover. You, you, you look at the next play. What's next? And I think it's going to be the same way for, for the good plays. And, and our team has, has battled through – a whole hell of a lot of more adversity than that, you know, over the years. So uh, we're, we're, we're battle-tested, and the little things uh, don't seem to put us off track. That's interesting you say that because the the last three games, you have thrown a pick in each of them, and you know what you've done the next drive? You've scored a touchdown the following drive. How conscious are you of, of that, or is that just part of that stuff doesn't bother you? You go out and you keep playing the game. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you just go out and keep playing. Yeah, of course, I don't. I, I said this yesterday. I don't want to keep having to be good at recovering and and be good at you know scoring a touchdown after a pick. That's not that's not what I'm aiming for. But um, he's so good, yeah, he does it after every game. A, <laughs> <laughs> I know, over the course of a season, yeah, bad things are going to happen. And, and how do you respond? How do you make the plays when you have to? And how do you, um, you know, stay stay level headed? And I think you know, for me personally, I've I've been through a hell of a lot more adversity than throwing a pick in a game. So. It's it's not too uh, too difficult for me to just put my head down on the next play, and um, I know the guys trust me. And again, I don't want to keep having to be good at recovering. Now I got to yeah. just take care of the ball a little better. Well, I mean, look, we're not that far removed from 383 passes in a row without right. without doing that. So <laughs> there's that. Uh, David Montgomery had 32 carries in the game against the Packers. The team rushes for over 200 yards, and it was throughout the game. It wasn't just at the end. Does the run game set up your passing game, or is it the passing game that sets up the run game for you guys? Uh, yeah, good question. I think it's both. Uh, you know, certainly everyone talks about how run game set up the pass game, but yeah, there's certain things we can do in shotgun in our run game that you know where we're passing the ball out of shotgun a lot, and then we hand it off out of shotgun and can kind of catch teams off off you know surprised a little bit, I guess. But um, yeah, I think I think both. But David did a hell of a job running it. You know, we kind of talk jokingly about you being the dual-threat quarterback now with the running aspect of your game. But what we saw on Thursday, you're a triple-threat, man. That block you threw, I think it was on the, the Raymond run, that was key. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was a speed bump. You know, I was just getting away. And, <laughs> uh, that, was, that was my job when I played, get the play started. And um, I think when, when 55 noticed it was me blocking him, he tried to – make it hurt a little more so that's part of the game and um yeah take one for the team and get us 40 yards you got to be looking forward to getting the new wrinkle back in there as soon as possible whether it happens sunday or not but jameson williams another guy that has that speed like khalif raymond does and perhaps even more speed you saw last year the one time that he got the ball in a running play that that can happen uh did you how much of that did you get to see yesterday in his first practice back yeah, he's we we know who he is, man. He's he's done a great job. Obviously, his speed is the first thing you notice, but um, I think he's developing as a player now. He's becoming a much better, you know more well-rounded player, and uh, you know pushing himself daily, and we're pushing him. And um, you know it's been hard for him. He's been he was away from the team for his ACL recovery, and came back in, in a limited capacity, and then was away from the team for the last handful of weeks. So it's it's hard to to get into that rhythm, um, but that's something that it starts now, and it's, it's going to be exciting for him as time goes on. Jared, you're you're a humble guy, and it's early in the season. But 
so far this year, it's the highest QBR of your career. You have the highest completion percentage. There's a stat out there yesterday that you have the highest completion percentage on passes of 20 yards downfield in the league right now. I was listening to a national show, and they said, Jared Goff's playing the best football of his career. A, do you think that's true? And B, what would you attribute it to? Uh, yeah, um, I do. I, I think I'm playing as well as I've ever played. I think it, it's, it's funny because I don't think I played that great last week. And even in the end of that Atlanta game, I don't feel like I played that great. But, um, yeah, as, as, a, as a total in the last, I don't know, 20 games, I feel like I've been playing the best ball in my career. And um, yeah, what do I attribute to? I, just reps, man. I think you, you hit a point in your career, and hopefully I can say this again in five years, you know, looking back at this, but you hit a point in your career where you've had a lot of reps, you've seen a lot of things, and you know the answers for – you know, you'd like to think almost everything, and uh, you know, a defense shows you something, and you have an answer, and you, and you know, you know, you know the percentages of certain throws, and you know where where the ball should go, and then you and then you know when to be creative, and when when to push the ball, and when to make take that chance, and just all those variables that you, you just play with throughout your career, you hit a point where you kind of start to understand it a little bit greater, and it just reps, it just reps, and um, continue to get better. But yeah, I'm nowhere near where I want to be, and um, continue to push myself and see how far I can go. When you got traded here a couple of years back, did you see this happening this quickly? It doesn't feel that quickly to me. Um, <laughs> felt, like, felt like three and thirteen was a long year. Um, yeah, but no, I, yeah, I thought I think it, I think I felt like it could have happened quicker. Um, yeah, we, we've got good players, we've got good coaches, we got a good system here, we got a good culture. It's it's all it's all a great place to be, and um, yeah, it's been it's been fun. Dan Campbell seems like the same guy that burst out of the scene threatening to bite kneecaps off and the whole bit, but in what subtle ways have you seen him change and grow as a head coach during these 30-some games that we don't get a chance to see because we're only watching through cameras and you know hearing microphone stuff, but you guys get to see it in the locker room. What subtle ways has he changed? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Uh you know, I guess I guess I can say I've gotten to know him better. I don't know if he's you know changed who he is much, but I've gotten to know him better, and um, I think his level of uh, emotional intelligence, like understanding a room and knowing when to push and when to pull guys and when to coach him hard, when to love him up, is is as high as anyone I've ever been around. So, and and I like to think I'm I've got a good uh, EQ as well, so I have a good awareness for it. But he's he's really good at that, man. He's really good at it. Obviously, we all know the the motivational aspect of who he is and how we take on his personality in a lot of ways. But I think really, man, his, his ability to connect with every player on the team in a, in a, in a stern way or a soft way or, or whatever way he needs to is, is pretty special, especially from a head coach. Um, and, and we all follow suit, man. His, his personality bleeds through us, and um, it's part of why we are where we are. Can you talk about your defense and, and the improvement they have made under Aaron Glenn? Yeah, man, it's been fun to watch. It's been really fun to watch. I think you know they've been, they've got the, you know the chip on their shoulder as big as anyone, and seeing them you know these last handful of weeks do their thing and come along and 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 play so well. I mean, I think of so many guys that are playing over there at such a high level, and, and I, you know, first I think of Anzalone. Anzalone's playing at the highest level I've ever seen him play, and I've kind of seen him through his whole career, but he's playing so dang well. And obviously up front, the push we're getting, and on the back end, Jerry gets two interceptions last week, like stuff. It's starting to to roll downhill for those guys, which is good, and uh, it's it's been fun to be on the other side of that and um, have opportunities where where they've had to pick me up, which has been you know very very exciting for me and, and encouraging. And um, I feel like uh, it's it's fun when a team uh, can capitalize off turnovers and then you know offense makes a mistake and the defense is able to hold them, and that's what good teams do. And 
this year has certainly been an anchor for us these last two weeks. Well, speaking of the last two weeks, the NFL has gotten a little uh, Taylor Swift crazy with what's going on. You and your fiance are, are, are a reasonably high-profile couple. I'd say reasonably. But how glad are you that it's not the same spotlight on you guys as what's going on with Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if it's in the same stratosphere. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, good for that, man. It's, I hope it works out. and um, I'm a fan of both of theirs, so I hope, I hope everything goes great for them. One final thing for me, your coach this morning on the morning show talked about the, the tush push, the play the Eagles run all the time. He said, you guys do have that, doesn't know if you're going to use it. How do you feel about that play? Yeah, sure, I'd be fine with it. Um, they, they're pretty dang good at it there in, in Philly. And I think, you know, obviously everyone knows it's the quarterback being strong, but yeah, up front they get so low and they're able to dive under everybody and he's able to fall forward and they, they're really good at it. Um, but, yeah, if we have to use it, it'll be fine. I, I feel like I can get a yard if I have to. But, yeah, we'll see. A yard or, or more. We've seen you in the open field. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, there you go. Or hey, uh, Jared, thank you very much for your time as always, and we'll talk again next week. All right, guys, thank you. There he is, Detroit Lions quarterback Jared Goff, here on 97-1 The Ticket.